Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Calvary. We are so glad that you've chosen to worship with us this morning, whether you are tuning in online today or you're watching from our Golden Valley Chapel or from our Minnetonka campus. We are just so excited to dive in today. Uh, and we just got done singing a few worship songs with our incredible worship teams, but an another way that we worship God at Calvary is through giving. And your contributions help us to live out our mission as a church of leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. And, and we see this happening in our church community and we see God moving in huge ways in our kids and our youth programs and our other adult ministries at Calvary. And we are just so humbled by how God continues to bless the gifts that you have given and continue to give. And so if you have an offering that you'd like to give Calvary today, you can do so online at calvary.org give, or you can drop it off at the offering boxes as you leave the service today. But my name is Caitlin Mapes, and I am the Next Gen Director here at Calvary, and we are in the middle of our summer series all about the fruit of the Spirit. And over the last few weeks, we've heard from Pastor Zach and Pastor Dan about love, joy, and peace. And we have been looking at what it means for us as followers of Jesus to not only experience this fruit in our lives for ourselves, but to also produce that kind of fruit in our lives so others can experience more of who God is. And so this week, we will be talking about the fruit of patience. And we have so many opportunities to be patient every single day when we are in a long line uh, at the DMV, or when our kids ask us for a snack for the 50th time, or when we deal with coworkers who need a little bit extra grace. Uh, and I'm not sure I would categorize myself as an impatient person, uh, but I think it's very normal for people to struggle with waiting for anything. Um, I shared uh, with a lot of you the last time I preached that my husband and I bought a house a few months ago and it needed some work, and we knew it was going to take some time for those projects to be done. But we soon learned uh, that as soon as you start one house project, it usually unearths another that needs to be done. And so we are learning that all home ownership is, is doing project after project until you retire. Uh, so that's been really fun. But we have been making progress, and we've been running a new electrical, and we've been putting walls up and getting our floors redone, and every single day, our house continues to feel more and more like home. But up until recently, I really struggled to be patient because even though there was progress, there was still so much that had to be done before our, our house was completed. And I wanted so badly to just snap my fingers and have everything be done. See, being patient doesn't come naturally to us. And I think we've all experienced moments in life like that, where we wish we could just snap our fingers and be on the other side of a moment that requires patience. Maybe in little ways, like when we're stuck at a red light, or when we're waiting in line, or when we're running low on patience with our kids on a family road trip. But when the Bible talks about patience, it's not necessarily talking about those small inconveniences or those, those small setbacks, or when things just don't go our way. It's actually addressing the hardest aspects of life. 
and the biggest disappointments and the moments when it's the most difficult to be patient because it's hard to understand how God will come through. And so maybe you're here this morning and you're waiting for God to bring healing to brokenness in your life. Or maybe you're becoming impatient for God to answer a prayer that you have been praying for a really long time. We all need true patience in these moments. And God wants us to experience patience too. And so the verses we've been coming back to throughout this series can be found in Galatians chapter 5. And they show us who God or how God wants to produce different kinds of fruits in our lives. And so if you have your Bibles with you, uh, you can go ahead and open up to Galatians 5. Or if you have the Bible app uh, downloaded on your phone or your tablet, you can open that up as well. And in this chapter, Paul is writing to the church in Galatia. And this church had recently been established, and so they were still learning uh, what Christianity meant and what it looked like, and they were still struggling with what life meant for them now that they were believers. And they were also struggling with being set apart from other religions in the area. And so Paul writes to them not only to encourage them, but to also explain what walking in the Spirit looks like in action. And so in Galatians 5, starting in verse 22, we read this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Jesus have have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And so from these verses, we understand that when we walk in the Spirit, when we keep in step with God, these kinds of things are produced in us. And just like how the church in Galatia was created to spread the gospel and to show others who God was, we are also called to show the world who we are as followers of Jesus. And when we display this kind of fruit, going back to verse 24, It's obvious that we belong to Christ, and there he is glorified. And just like the church in Galatia, we as believers are also called to respond differently than how the world responds. Because we have the Spirit. And because we have the Spirit, we should be responding differently than the rest of the world. And yet, more often than not, patience, even in the little things, seems impossible. And so this morning, we are going to talk through a few insights uh, on the idea of patience and what it looks like for us to be patient and how producing this kind of fruit in our lives has the power to lead others to place their hope and their trust in Jesus too. And so first, uh, we need to understand that patience endures discomfort. Patience endures discomfort. And as I sat with this topic and as I sat with the problem uh, of patience, I learned that the reason why patience is so difficult can literally be found in the word itself. And so the biblical understanding of the word patience means long suffering or the ability to endure discomfort. 
And so it makes sense that patience would be difficult because nobody really wants to be uncomfortable or to suffer for a long time. So last weekend, uh, I hosted my family for Father's Day, and I made the mistake of telling my six-year-old nephew that we were having Dairy Queen ice cream cake for dessert. And after that moment, every two minutes, he would come up to me and ask if it was time for cake yet. And when I told him he would have to wait, uh, he did not hold back in telling me that he was suffering. <laughs> and in moments like that, we want so badly to be on the other side of the thing that we are waiting for. But the fruit of patience that the Spirit wants to produce in us is the kind that can endure discomfort. And we endure discomfort in small ways every day because we know it's going to be worth it in the end. We endure discomfort on a road trip with little kids because we know that the end result and our destination and quality time with our family is worth it. And we endure discomfort of changing our diet or our exercise routine because we know it will be worth it when we start to see results. And the things in our lives that require patience are usually the most worth it. And it's not just patience, but also the discomfort itself that can also sometimes be worth it. Because in moments that require our patience, we also know that God is at work shaping us and transforming us to become more like Jesus. Romans 5, 3 through 4 says this, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. See, patience is so much more than how we choose to respond in a certain moment. It is a different mindset altogether. True patience understands and embraces discomfort. And patience endures discomfort because we know it is worth it because of how we will change and how we will grow to become more like Jesus. And the good things that God is going to do in us and through us can come out of those places of discomfort. In Romans chapter 8, Paul is writing to a community that is really suffering and not suffering in line at the bank or the DMV or suffering waiting for ice cream cake, but truly, truly suffering because of their faith in Jesus. And this is how he encourages the church in Romans. In verse 18, Paul says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And then jumping to verse 24, for in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. For who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. See, Paul tells them these things because he, know, he knows what God is going to do in the world. And because he holds on to that truth, 
He knows that patience and embracing the discomfort that they are experiencing now will be worth it in the end. And what Paul is saying here is that patience isn't just waiting. It's waiting that endures discomfort. Impatience can't endure discomfort. And impatience also misses out on the ways that God will move and God will show up in those places. And I think the moments where we are tempted to respond with impatience might actually be an invitation for God to be at work in our lives. And for us to recognize the brokenness of our situation and the brokenness of our world and acknowledge our deep need for Jesus. Our need for him to not only come and sit with us in the discomfort, but to also help us become the kinds of people that can endure that discomfort and the kind of people who are patient. See, practicing Patience acknowledges that God is at work in our circumstances and that it will be worth it in the end because of how God will change us and how God will show up. And that leads me to my second point, that patience requires trust. Patience requires trust. And another reason why I think patience is hard is because when we choose to be patient, we are also forced to face all of the unknowns that come with that. And when we choose patience, we are actively trusting that something will happen instead of trying to control it or to make something happen on our own. And again, I think back to when Jeffrey and I bought our house. It was February when we moved in and we had no idea what the state of our yard was. And I was honestly convinced that when all the snow melted, there wouldn't be any grass <laughs> in our backyard. It would just be a yard full of dirt or weeds. And the reality was that there was absolutely nothing I could do about it in February. I had to wait and I had to trust that no matter what it looked like after the snow melted, it would work out in the end. But when I think about patience in this way, I also can't help but think about the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, where the youngest son of a family approaches his father and asks for his share of the inheritance and then goes off to spend it all on crazy parties. And he ends up far from home with no money and with no food. And the only job that he can get is to feed pigs. And in church, we tend to focus more on the end of this story and how the son returns home and there's this beautiful moment between him and the father where his son is walking home and the, and the father sees him from far away. And the father then runs out to him and embraces him. And so the son is welcomed home without anger or shame. And again, that's the part of the story that we tend to focus on. But there's also this tension that the father is experiencing before he runs out to embrace his son that we sometimes miss. There's this moment after his son leaves and before he comes home where the father needed to be patient. In that story, uh, the father waited every single day, just watching the road, waiting for his son to come home. 
And he couldn't control his son's decisions, and he couldn't control whether or not the son would choose to come home. And so instead, the father had to trust. And in his patience, and in his waiting, he was trusting that his son would remember the kind of father that he was and make his way home. And I think when we are given opportunities to be patient, whether it's in big ways or in small ways, God is inviting us into that same mindset. He is inviting us to remember the kind of God that he is, that he is good, that he loves us, and that he upholds us. And he's calling us to remember the places in scripture and the places in our own lives where he has proven that is true. And so we see in scripture that patience endures discomfort and patience requires trust. But as I prepared this message, I also thought about all the people in my life who are really experiencing the discomfort and the struggle of patience and who are finding it really difficult to trust as they wait on God. And I think about my friends who are waiting for God to bring healing to brokenness or to answer the prayer that they've been praying for a really long time. And so I know a question that they're asking, and maybe a question a lot of us are asking, is this. What happens when we are patient and when we endure discomfort and we trust God and the result of our situation still isn't what we hoped for or we find ourselves continuing to wait? And what truth can we hold on to in seasons or in moments like that that can help lead us to keep choosing patience and to keep trusting God? First, I think we need to remember that God works through suffering and he works through our discomfort and he is actively changing us and is at work in our lives even when we can't see it. And going back to Romans 8, we don't hope for the things that we already have. And we are called to trust that even if we don't see the results or see healing or transformation happening in the ways that we want, in the end, everything will ultimately be redeemed by God and he will give us what we need. And in the book of Revelation, Jesus proclaims that he is making all things new. And that doesn't just apply to end times. It applies right now. And that is the hope that can help us to trust and the hope that pushes us to endure discomfort. Second, when God calls us to patient endurance, he's also calling us to trust that he can do what we can't do. And no matter what the result is, he sees us in our moments of waiting and he is working. And I love how this is laid out for us in, in the Psalms. Uh, in Psalm 37, we are invited to rest in the Lord and to wait patiently for him. And then in Psalm 5, 3, it says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you, and I wait expectantly. And I love how these verses uh, describe the connection between patience and our rest and our trust in the Lord. Where in places where we don't feel at rest at all, 
because it's hard to be patient. God is saying, no, when you place your trust in me in this moment, through patience, you will find rest because I will do all the work from this moment on. And I think a question that we need to ask ourselves is this. Where in our lives are we being impatient? And how is God inviting us to trust him more? Because the fruit of patience comes out of our trust in God. And going back to Galatians 5 in verse 24, it says this. It says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us step with the Spirit. Church, we all have to go through this process of recognizing areas that God wants us to set aside so he can do work in and through us. And this includes our impatience. See, impatience is rooted in selfishness and rooted in the flesh, which means it's rooted in what we think is best or in what we want. But if we are rooted in the spirit, and as we cast off impatience, we are also invited to trust God and the spirit will produce patience in us instead. And if we can start becoming patient people in an impatient world, we can show others that God is worth trusting. And so maybe you're here this morning and you're struggling to move from impatience to patience. And maybe for you, it's worth sitting down and thinking about that one area of your life where it's really difficult to, to embrace the discomfort or to place your trust in God. I'd also encourage you to think about what God might be doing in that. Is he shaping you to become more like him? And is he inviting you to trust him more? See, in the circumstances and the things that we hold on to, there's actually this invitation to experience rest and to experience trust through patience. And so maybe God is calling you to embrace the idea that patience might be worth it. And patience is worth it because we have an opportunity to show the people around us that God is worth trusting. And again, we have the opportunity through our own example and through being present to help others experience the hope that patience can point to. And I think back uh, to the people in my life who are struggling with patience and who are having a hard time waiting for God to show up. And I think part of our response and part of what it means to bear fruit is to be patient with them and to journey with them by entering into their long suffering and to continue to remind them why God is trustworthy and how he has shown up for you and for them before. And it also looks like keeping in step with the spirit alongside them and waiting expectantly for them or with them for God to show up in their waiting. Because patience shows others that God is worth trusting. Let's pray.
Father God, we just thank you that you are a God who is patient with us. God, as we continue to navigate this world and what it means for us as followers to show the world who you are, God, we recognize that we fail at that sometimes. And so, God, we just thank you for being a God who is patient and who sets that example for us to follow. God, I pray that in all areas of our life, whether they are small or big, God, that we would remember to embrace the discomfort because we know that you are doing something in us and through that circumstance. God, and I pray that in the moments when it's hard to be patient, God, that we would be reminded that you are a God who is trustworthy. And God, help us to really embrace those things and that truth about who you are and who you call us to be. God, and allow that to shine in the world. And so as others see our patience, God, help them to really see you, a God who is patient and a God who is trustworthy. We pray all of these things in your name. Amen.